It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Side Hustlers. I'm your host, Carla Marie. I seriously appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. One of the things I've learned from all the guests who have been on here is the importance of how we spend our time. So to you, thank you very much. Every week I talk to someone to hear their side hustling story. Every guest follows their passion and does what they love. Some of them are currently side hustling and some of them have turned their side hustle into their full-time job like this week's guest Nathan Bossler. Nathan is the owner and creator of Castus which makes video scheduling servers and streaming video on-demand systems. Now if you just thought what did she just say that sounds confusing I can't relate I totally get it but I promise you will benefit from hearing Nathan's story. He's got a passion for what he does and you will 100% leave this podcast feeling in inspired. If not, I guarantee your money back. And wait until you see who his wife is. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Well, today I've got a side hustlers first. You, Nathan, are the husband of a former side hustler. Chuck Boss. I love her. And so we will get a lot into Katie and how you played a role in her starting Uh her side hustle. So I really want to talk about that from your point of view being the significant other. But you're here today because your company that you own originated as a side hustle how many years ago at this point? Did exactly. You... We're going on 15 years. That is insane. Right. And how old are you now? 
I'd rather not say on the radio now. 35. <laughs> Good thing we're not on the radio. Okay, so you were side hustling at 20 years old. Exactly. That's crazy. And it even predates that. I like work. I mean, I just started doing it. I got a passion for production. So it's just at 20, I finally started getting paid for it. <laughs> so yeah, it does take some time. Okay, so your company is Castus, and people can check yep. it out. It's castus.tv. Now, I'm going to let you explain what it is because I may be an absolute disaster at explaining the, as you said, it's very nerdy. So I'll let you do it. very tech central. Okay. (laughs) So cast us, cast, broadcast us, me and you, right? Look at that. We make the back end for everything scheduling for television. So when you watch TV, you got to watch all the advertisements, the live feeds, the programs. Yeah. We developed a system that allows the user to schedule all that stuff. So at five o'clock, the news comes on. Six o'clock, there's an ad break and whatnot. You're probably used to seeing like a station logo rotating to tell you what channel you're watching, an amber alert or an emergency announcement. Does all that sort of stuff. And more, and then of course, with today's you know uh, modern age of streaming, yep. of course we're doing video streaming and video on demand and stuff with like Roku and YouTube Live and integrating all those different platforms, but making it easy for the customer to upload, schedule, and play their content. So as the consumer, you kind of just think that stuff happens, like exactly. it's just there. It's uh, magic. You, we never think about how it got there. Exactly. Now on my side of radio, I know people think of radio that way. You know, oh, the music is just there, the songs are there. They don't know what our back end looks like, and it is very similar to the TV side, but I'm still like that with TV. Oh, the logo's just there. I don't think that there needs to be scheduling and all this kind of stuff that goes into it. When did you decide you were going to create this? How And how did it not exist or did it exist before you created Castus? Well, that's, that's a fun story because uh, we just kind of fell into it all. Uh, we were working at local cities, uh, operating their city government channel, and I was the guy that was like videotaping everything. So you were rec- originally yeah. doing production and video and recording, and you did have another company. Originally. Yeah, it was called Impact Studio Pro, and I was a video producer. So I, I filmed stuff, I made commercials, I did promo videos. I pretty much did everything that anyone wanted to pay me to do for video production, right? <laughs> I love that. Run and gun, weddings, bat mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> if you wanted me to film it, I would make a, a, a beautiful piece out of it. That's amazing. So we started doing the stuff for the governments, and then they're like, hey, this kid, he'll he'll pretty much do anything we want him to. Let's have him schedule the channel. It wasn't that compelling or fun of a job. So I had to sit in this thing called the shed. It was a, literally a five-by-five five shed outside Sammamish City Hall wow. where they had like 30 VHS players and 30 DVD players. And I had to manually schedule each player when to start, when to stop, which queue to go next to. And I was like, God, this is awful. This takes forever. Yeah. They were paying me for it. So that wasn't the bad news. But the bad thing was is I had no more time for production. So mm. I bumped into a, a fellow friend at Safeway, believe it or not, and this kid was stalking the soda aisle. He worked at Safeway in the soda he's aisle. Stalking. stalking. I think he said stalking. I'm like, he's no, got a problem. He's stalking he's the Mountain stalking. Dew. Yeah, yeah, right? Stalking me there. <laughs> no, stalking people. No, he was actually literally filling the soda at Safeway. Okay. He heard me on the phone talking about how I'm looking for a programmer. I need some help to develop something. And he tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, I, I can help you do all this stuff. And you didn't know him before this? No. Okay, so connections are a thing to me that I freak out about. The fact that someone was working at Safeway heard you talking and actually approached you. And how many conversations do you think people overhear every day, but they're too scared to talk to a stranger that they could totally help or totally be a part of something? They feel dumb and come on over. But I'm like, are you serious? If that gentleman, Jonathan Campbell, didn't walk up to me that day at Safeway... We wouldn't be here doing this podcast right now. So he and you, you still work together? Oh, we're partners. <laughs> what? Yeah, we own the company together. What What year was this? This is 2000 and f- two, almost 2005. Okay, before people were scared to talk to each exactly. other. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that's why. <laughs> Literally, social media did not exist. What? Yeah. Okay, so he taps you on the shoulder and he's like, I can help you. Yes. 
He's like, I'm a programmer. I'm off here and at five o'clock. And I just said, here, dude, awesome. Here's my card. And he, he called me immediately that night. I went over to his apartment. This is no joke. He had no furniture in his apartment. He just had stacks of computers. He collected DVD drives. He collected all this stuff. And I walked in. I was like, this is perfect. This kid's a genius. I need to show him what I'm working on. And he'll have ideas. I mean, this, this, this kid is awesome. So I brought him to city hall. He's scratching his head, looking around. He just started rattling off stuff he could do. What if I made a digital system that did this, that, and the other? And what I'm if like, I made a digital yeah, system? Like yeah. that statement right there is like, what? Right, right. So that's what we did. We teamed up and we got to work. And it took about two years to develop the first prototype. And then what we did is we just literally took out the old stuff and put in the new stuff without permission. And the, my boss at the city was like, so you're getting stuff on air a lot quicker. It doesn't take three days. How are you doing? It looks a lot better. I was like, well, you know, we actually made our own solution and it... It's pretty sweet. He's like, you need to go show other cities this because yeah. there's a lot of demand for that. You know, I was killing myself doing production at the time. You know, you know, it's it's a workhorse yeah. job. Pulling on lighters to get the video done. Video looked great. Client has complaints. I got to go change it last minute. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely looking for a more scalable type of uh, company. Uh, video productions, it's tough. It's tough to get people to go with you. You know, everybody wants to be the producer. Everybody wants to own the business. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. had a vision for growth and scalability and it just wasn't getting the traction for video. So I decided to use my revenue from video, invest that money into Jonathan and into the software. And in a matter of years, we had a platform that was stable enough to take it out to the market. And now Cassis isn't only in one county in Washington. Correct. It's in several states. So where is it now? We have it in Australia, we're in Hawaii, we're all (laughs) over Canada. We scale across the United States of America. Um, it's, it's pretty nuts. We have sales reps in Miami, uh, Michigan. You, ha- you have employees now too. It's not just you and Jonathan. Oh, we're about to hit 20. What? Yeah. Like, this is crazy to me all because you guys were like, okay, something is broken. I want to fix it. Like right. you invented yes. the stuff that we use today. Exactly. And you're not old. No, <laughs> no. It's not I crazy. have about eight gray hairs, but you know, it'll <laughs> do that eight. to you. You'll get plenty more at some point. <laughs> Only eight for starting your own company is very impressive. Right. You just got to have a lot of drive. You got to work really, really hard and just know that even though to the average person, it looks like overnight success a lot of the times. Oh, yeah. They don't understand or people just need to understand and realize that it takes years and years and years of trial and error and failure. And, you know, the big the big shots about to happen, then it, it doesn't and it's discouraging. But you just you got to just keep going at it. We'll talk a little bit about that failure. When was there a specific moment or thing that happened where it was like, oh, crap? Definitely. What was it? I would say it was 2011 at a trade show when we went national and we set up our booth and our competitors came over to us and the CEO walked up to me and he literally said, hey, buddy, we've already got the entire market. There's there's literally no room for you. Shut up. Yes. And he, he did said, not. tell your investors to stop wasting their money. And I looked at him and I said, well, I'm the investor and you just gave me a whole lot more like drive yeah. to want to kick your butt. So. If you wouldn't mind stepping aside, there's some customers that want to take a demo. <laughs> but it took a so lot of... So petty. I love it. Good for you. To, to get back up. And I mean, it did It did feel like a knockdown. Of course. we then started to realize, like, these guys do have the market. You know, everybody has an existing what a system. Dick. Right? So we had to start convincing people that, hey, these two guys that have this system that you've never heard of will be a great solution for you to spend a lot of money on. And these systems, you know, it's like... You don't buy it once and then next week decide to go switch it out with another right. thing. This is an investment. So it took a lot of convincing and a lot of years to get traction. You know, we give a lot of demos. People are like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we felt good. But then they'd be like, we can't, we, we actually can't buy this because 
if, if it stops working, we're going to get fired. So yeah. we're just going to hang out and watch you guys grow and see you next year at the show, which was the worst thing for us because we're just like, we're just spending cash to be here mm-hmm. reinvesting. And it's like, we needed a sale. When did that turning point happen of you guys weren't like, I don't want to say begging people, but really begging yeah. people to buy your software? Yeah. When was that turning point where it was like, oh, these guys are good? Yeah. And people were recommending you to other companies. Uh, 2014, 2015. So that is... Uh, what nine ten years after you guys yeah, originated exactly <laughs> and we finally got sales reps from our competitors that started taking notice that our booths were always always crowded you know people were coming over to their booth afterwards and being like these castus guys are doing this. these castus guys are saying they can do this and that so their sales reps started coming over to me and being like hey we'd like to work for castus our companies are getting a little stagnant you know we're, we're definitely seeing the effects of like That's awesome. new stuff and we want to be part of it and then did you hire them yeah <laughs> So where is that company now, that mean guy who came up to you? Like, I'm picturing this guy as a Disney villain yeah. coming up to your booth with, like, a hat and a cigar, like, yeah, right. being mean. Yeah. Where is that company now? Do not say their name. I don't even no, know. No, I, I never say my competitors' names. Good. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, I do at the office. I have different names for them, mm. but uh, they're not, you know, their real names. But what they're doing right now is they're what we call, we've leapfrogged them. So now we get... Customers that are saying like, oh, yeah, well, those guys came up and said that they're they're working on what Castus is doing. They'll have a solution soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, cool. <laughs> well, Castus is working on something right now they have no idea about. And they're about to find out a really hard way. <laughs> wow. I love that. But I think from talking to you and knowing you, I think the reason why your company is better. And you look at these tech companies and you're like, oh, it's just a tech company. It's numbers. Right. It's plugs. It's whatever. You have passion behind it. So a lot of these other companies, maybe that, maybe coding and numbers and things that none of us understand, but it still needs passion to succeed. Exactly. There still needs to be, you know, Steve Jobs at the end of the day had passion. He may have been a dick, but he had passion. He was a dick for a reason, too. Exactly. He wanted the best product. He wanted it on time. He wanted to make money for his company. And he didn't take, you know, any BS and he didn't accept anything short of what he knew was the best and thank god because otherwise we wouldn't have the best stuff available no and we do yep and i think that's what you're doing because you've told me you have a love for production and video and the nerd stuff really yes and you've obviously been doing it for 15 years at this point or more and you clearly showed that with how you have leapfrogged these companies exactly and you know i always like to take a step back because we're not we're not the best we're not the biggest. You know, there's a lot more work that's going to have to go into it and to stay at this level and continue to grow. So it's like take a, take a step back and realize there's so much more work that needs to be done. But we're having fun doing it. Hustling. Hell yeah, for yes. sure. <laughs> but we know there's a lot more work to come and because our competitors, they don't give up. No, they're, well, they're hitting us hard. I got cease and desists saying I can't approach these customers. And it's it's fair game. I can go do whatever I yeah. want. But it's just these threats that come in. and Because they're nervous. Yeah. Every time that happens, I'm like, dude, we're on the right track. Yes. We're doing it right. I get customers that will call me and say, your competitors just called us again. They're, they're wondering how it's working for us, and they're, they're ready to give us a free system. <gasps> but we just want you to know that, I mean, they keep calling us. What? Yeah. Damn, this tech world is petty AF. Yes, it, sh- <laughs> it sure as heck is. <laughs> oh, my it's, God. It's brutal. Brutal. You turn your back, they're talking crap about you, and then they leave and they want to come work for you. But I remember everybody's named who, Good. you know, burned us. Notebook. The, the burn book. Never, the burn, the black book, I call it. <laughs> they will never have a position with us. Well, it's crazy. So your wife, Katie, yep. Chalk Boss, amazing. she is amazing. She has art. She has chalk art. She does custom chalk art. She's really 
creative, obviously. Oh, and yeah. she and I have talked about how that world can be petty. But I think the tech world outdoes the creative world. How? Some of the stories I hear from her, though, I mean, it, it blows my mind, too. It's, Running your own business, there, there's never a dull moment. No, there isn't. And I want to talk a little bit about that. So Katie was on the podcast, God, almost a year ago at this yeah. point, which it's is crazy. odd that you're here right? now or on the same later. time. And she talked a lot about how you, her husband, kind of pushed her to leave her current job and just do her thing. Totally. And as a significant other, from your point of view, is that scary, though? Like, you clearly yes. want her to be happy, but you're telling her, quit your job. Right? I got this. Right? Do what makes you happy. It's definitely nerve-wracking. And you own your own business at the exactly. same time. Exactly. I mean, owning you your thinking? own business is rough. <laughs> what I was thinking is Katie had a passion. I saw her talents, and I knew she was just exhausting at doing what she was doing then. Was it scary? Yeah, scary as hell, because my business wasn't thriving at the time either. I'm telling Katie, quit your job. Go start your business. But I always tell this to every entrepreneur. I say, the only thing distracting you from being successful with your job is working for someone else. Ooh. You got to throw the towel in. No, it doesn't have to be negative. I mean, most employers will understand if you want to go do something else, they, you really don't want to hire someone no. to have them full time if they're, they're, they their heart there. isn't in it. Yeah. So I tell them, you, you got to quit your day job and you've got to put everything into your business. And now look, though, and it will she's work. thriving. She's it kicking ass. It will never stop. It will never die until you quit. That's the thing. And you also came up with the name for Chalk Boss because your last name is Bossler. Exactly. And that was, how did she not think of that? I know, you right? You were just like, Chalk Boss. I just, it's the obvious. I was like, <laughs> Chalk Boss. And at first, believe it or not, she didn't like it. Oh. She's like, yeah, you know, be nice to me. I'll, I'll write it down in my top 10. <laughs> we'll see what else we come up with. I love it. And then she kept telling people, and they're like, ooh, that's that's awesome. I love it. It's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. And when trying to make up a name, you want it kind of like a syllable or two. Chop, yep. boss, you know, I heart, that sort of stuff. Cast us. My first name was Impact Studio Pro. Mm. And it was always like, I I, Impact, the Impact Pro Studio. I was like, no, oh, no, it's not Impact. Yeah. It's not Impact Studios. It's Impact Studio Pro. And I started to hate the name. I love it. But I started to hate it, too, because it was like typing on my email address was long mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So learned a lot, threw that out to her, and she finally accepted it. It was like, I think this is a good name. Yeah, I mean, I told you this earlier. I saying her name is Katie is weird to me. I'm always like, wait, that's not her name. It's Chalk Boss. Like right. I refer to her as Chalk Boss when people message me and ask me to connect her. It's hey, can you connect me to Chalk Boss? It's not Katie. <laughs> so you did a very good job, right? Very First good job, Nathan. Last name Boss. <laughs> it is. <laughs> hey, now I'm like, is Side Hustlers too long? Is that too long? I, do I need you to change no, the side name? Side Hustlers is money because okay. it's easy to remember. Okay, good. Thank you. I, <laughs> now that it has the Nathan stamp of approval, <laughs> we can continue. Okay, so let's go back to your company, Castus. Yep. People do want to check it out. It's castus.tv. So cast, C A S T U S dot TV. But you're also on Cruise Lines, yes. my favorite Norwegian yes. cruise lines. Me and too. I've actually been on the back end of their ship where I didn't know you had any connection filming on my Instagram, what it's like behind the scenes. And that's when Katie, your wife reached out and was like, Nathan's company, that's them. They run that. So if I'm in my stateroom watching something that's going on in the we ship, we never recommend you to do that. Be out of the pool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Be actually but out of the pool. If you are in your stateroom, <laughs> that's your company. That's Castus making that happen. Exactly. How did you quote unquote, get in bed with something as big as Norwegian cruise line? I listened to our sales guys. They said, you, did you even realize there's a, a huge market in cruise ships that your software could be on? And I'm like, I had no idea. I'd never even been on a cruise ship in my life. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, I'm down. This is cool. So this is October 2014. Wow. November 2014, we were at the executive offices of Carnival and Norwegian doing our pitch. And it just felt too good to be true because I've gone through these ringers so many times mm-hmm. with the big companies and they think it's great and we're going to do deals. and 
So I'm there. I do the pitch, do the dog and pony show, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And flew all the way out to Miami to do it. And then yep. sure as heck, a week later, they threw us a purchase order for like 10 systems to start outfitting ships. And it was like, what? Are you kidding me? Pinch me. This is amazing. And those companies are pumping out ships every year, too, yeah. which is crazy. And dry docking, yep. meaning they bring in their old ships and they tear everything out, repaint them, all new yep. carpet, all new cables, all new servers. Everything's new. And it's like, and I've been on 14 dry docks in my life so far. Pretty cool. And they're, it's wild to see. Uh, they're crazy. Yep. Completely see a ship completely out of the water. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. So where do you think Cassis will go? Next. Now, I don't want you to give away secrets just in case any of your mean competitors are listening to this podcast. But I guess, what does it take to be a tech company in this world that literally changes by the minute? God, it's so crazy. It's just listening, moving, grooving. Listening not only to your sales guys in your in your in your gut, but also listening to customers when they come up and they've got new ideas and new applications and whatnot. Watching trends. I say I always say my full-time job is watching TV. (laughs) Rough life. True, right? right? I mean, I like to watch how they do in between, we call interstitial programming in between when they're going to say what's coming up next and what you've just watched. And we're really trying to match that high level of broadcast. And in doing that, now we're actually getting into the broadcast. So we're starting to work with those bigger high level companies that are like the ones delivering the signal, not just the ones behind that big company, like a Comcast, like a charter. Um, so that's the next big thing Wow, is developing this platform that cable companies are buying into, the newsrooms are buying into. I mean, the name cast broadcast yeah, is for a reason, right? It's great. We see ourselves in everything broadcast and it's a world that's not slowing down. No. Do you guys have social media and is there a point for a company like you to have social media? We have social media. We don't maintain it as well as I'd like. But you don't really... Yeah. We don't make money from it, yeah. but it does feel good for our customers and our, and our, our, we, you know, our, our castest lovers, mm-hmm. the ones that have drank the castest juice. Mm-hmm. We have a following. That's we cool. have this cult following that we, we didn't, we didn't deliberately make and it evolved on its own. But like when we announced we're going to Massachusetts, we have like 40, 50 stations show up at this at this convention. And, and, and they're all there like talking to us. It's like four hours afterwards. They're all huddled around me. I never get the time to go to the bathroom or have my lunch. <laughs> but it's just like this energy that's just, dude, we're doing something right. Yeah. People are liking it. How cool does that feel? It's, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. And we haven't lost one account yet. No way. We've maintained it. Because you know what we do is we just always make sure we do it the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like if they have a problem, we fix it. If something's gone wrong, we fix it. If they want to yell at us, I listen. You know, and I always call them and tell them like, I'm personally calling you because I want you to know that we're going to fix this or we're we're, we're sorry it happened, but we hope that you want to continue to work with us and and it's working. Now, you are still in business with Jonathan, the guy who tapped you on the shoulder while you were in Safeway. Oh, yeah. A lot of people who have been on this podcast have talked about how they couldn't do it without their partner. But then there are people that are like, I wish I never went into business with someone else, especially a stranger, I guess, at this point. Was there a time or are there times where you guys argue or don't agree? And how do you get through those? Uh, I would say argument is, uh, for the lack of a better word, yes. <laughs> there was some tension at the beginning. I mean, I'm the energetic people person, mm-hmm. extrovert, if you want to say. Yeah. John is the quiet person. He's got a lot to say, but it's usually about technology, so people don't understand what the heck he's saying. Mm-hmm. But he's the most sweetest, coolest dude you'll ever meet. And our, our personalities are different. Yeah, obviously. And so I'm go-getter, and he's he's hustling on code. And so we butt heads quite a bit at the beginning. He wanted to do stuff in this pl- platform called Linux, and I never heard of it. I'd only heard of Windows and Mac. Right. Because that was the extent of my knowledge at the time. And so, you know, he 
we would uh, scream at each other about stuff. And <laughs> I love it. My voice isn't hoarse from that. I, I, I promise, not from screaming at <laughs> not anybody. Not from screaming. Nope. Well, from screaming, you went on a fishing trip. We went on a fishing trip. It was <laughs> it was pretty awesome, casting in, reeling in some big ones. But uh, yeah, yeah, there was definitely some heated moments. Some laptops broken, cell phones. Oh my broken. god! Yeah. So what about now? Now you I guys mean, we're, probably we're know. best of friends. Yeah. Super professional. We usually get we'll get pissed off at each other here and there, but it's because we care. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's because we're never doing anything without each other's consent and approval and many layers of discussion. Um, sometimes it gets heated, not nearly as much as like it used to. No. I mean, that's honestly like, so for the people who are listening to this podcast and don't know what my, my day job is, I host a morning show and I've been with my co-host and best friend at this point for five years doing something like this. Same exact thing. Yep. You and Anthony. Yeah. I can say something to him like, dude, what, why are we doing that? Why do you think that's okay? And he'll explain it and be like, actually, you're right. Or this is why. And then I understand, but you have, it's okay to have that. yeah heated tension oh, sometimes yeah. where people are not going to just skirt on by and have a problem. You got to control yourself a little bit more. Nowadays we have employees and yeah, we, got right? like, we got like 16 Same. year old interns and stuff like that. And so we have to be, make sure we're not screaming at our computers anymore at each other. So yeah. we've toned it down. It helps that we have our offices and separate offices <laughs> too. Uh, but I mean, we, we honestly, we love each other. I mean, he was in my wedding. Oh, that's awesome. He was one of my groomsmen. Uh, I hope to be in his wedding someday when he meets that right that right gal. Uh, but yeah, I have a special place in my heart for John. And I know he does too. And people that work with us, they know that's it's it's all out of that's cool. love for each other. You know. So you mentioned being on vacation. Oh yeah. What is it like going on vacation while owning your own company? Well, I get up about two hours earlier to check emails. Oh my god! I always have a joke with Katie. If you want to get a purchase order or get a big job. Try to take three days off out of the office, and then everything just starts coming in. <laughs> it's just like, wow, okay, awesome. Cool. So vacations uh, are fun. Dinner time conversations between me and Chalk Boss are usually interesting and involve a lot of chats about business and whatnot. Uh, we try to take a break, you know, the yeah, best smart. that we can. We got people to help us now, so we can take, take cool. that break. But it, we never stop thinking about it. We never stop, you know, you know how it goes. It doesn't yeah, stop. You don't stop it on vacation. Stop. I'm no. I'm. When this posts, I will have come back from a week-long vacation of being in national parks where there is no service a lot of times, which is great. But I, at the moment of having this podcast, am deciding if I want to bring my laptop or not for the times when I do have service. And I'm like, I don't want to bring it because I want to have nothing to do. Exactly. But I know the joy that I get. From getting things done. Exactly. So it's like, what do I, know, I right? do? Getting things done in a national park is pretty fun, too. That's true. I was going to say. Maybe a campfire while I'm <laughs> sipping my wine. I can be on my laptop. Oh, right? It just feels so gross, though. I know, right? Like, you were on a fishing trip in Alaska. You shouldn't be worrying about your business. No. no, and guess what? I brought my laptop, and I never pulled it out. Right? Clap for that. Good job. Good job, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to go back to when you were originally side hustling, though. When you had ISP, which I know, okay, Impact Studio Pro. So I'm glad yep, you changed the yep, name. Yep. All I can remember was ISP. You were working at Dairy Queen also. Yep. And you owning an, a production company. Correct. Back in, in a time when, God, what were you even filming on? Was uh, the- I was mini DV. <laughs> I got this camera called the Panasonic DVX100. For all of you video nerds out there, you're like, yes. yes eBay. It's yes, totally on yes. there. <laughs> Revolutionized everything. It had a, a film look to it. So I bought this... Uh, uh, way too expensive camera that I got a loan from the bank, right? What? Yeah, bought this camera, but that's what put me on the map is because now I could go out and shoot and edit. Mm -hmm. That's what I discovered too. And I would edit other people's footage. I would just get 
really irritated because the shots weren't right. They'd bump it. It was out of focus. So I decided, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to get my own camera and start filming too. And so I was this full production company, shoot, produce, write, edit, direct, all of it. I'm good with people. I'm good with kids. So yeah, we were doing a lot of productions. I ditched the Dairy Queen pretty much right after we started. <laughs> cool. And worked at an internship called GeoSketch. It was a web design studio. And this guy, he, he, he was a former Microsoft guy. And he was like, yeah, come on in. You can have an inter- internship. I'll give you a desk. And he didn't like the fact that all of a sudden we started getting more video work and less web work. <gasps> so he decided, screw it. I'm done. I'm closing my business. Uh, we're all done. And that very night, I had a shoot for a city of Sammamish. And I'm like, dude, we have a, we have a filming tonight. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. I was like, well, can I buy the equipment that I don't have for me like right now so that I can do this job? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. And he's like, give me 500 bucks and you can have it all. So I was like, perfect. So I wrote him a check for $500. That, I, that was about all I had. And that night I went to City of Sammamish and they're like, you know, you need to have a business license. And I'm like, okay. So I got a business license. I did the shoot and then came up with a name and just Stop. went for the time. In one day. Yeah. How did you get a business license? Well, that took a couple weeks. Yeah, I was going to say. But I was like, trust me, I'm on it. I'll get the business yeah. license. And then they paid you for that shoot. Yep. So I'm sure you made the money back for the equipment you bought. Exactly. Had the return. Oh, this is almost wild. Almost immediately. Yep. We have never had to get an investment or get get investors involved. We've we've had people that have come to us like, we want to be in on this. Yeah. Like, you're doing the right thing. We want to we want to put money on, the, on this as well. But then we'd owe people money. And we didn't want to be there. You don't want to do that. Right? No, no. we didn't want to do that. So we knew that. I mean, we were young. We could, we could, we could struggle, you know, to the yeah, top ramen, ramen thing for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could take it. And we did. Not the fancy ramen. No. The top ramen. Top ramen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Top ramen and do. He was do. I was, I was, I was coffee. <laughs> that's great. I mean, the, I, the fact that you waited this whole podcast to tell me that story, that's how it all started, is crazy. I love it. Right? It's so cool. Like, just the whole do it, you see it, take the opportunity, run with it. If someone else is quitting and closing up shop, Take what you can from it. Seize the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to deny something like that, you'll wind up, you know, who, who knows? You got to roll with this stuff. That's why your show is called Hustling, right? Yeah. Side hustlers for been, a reason. You got to hustle. Yeah. And I love that I've been talking to people who maybe aren't necessarily side hustling at the moment or like, granted, you were a side hustler from Dairy Queen. You didn't have a full time 40 hour a week job and doing it. But your story of just straight up hustling still is going to inspire people. And I hope it's so. All, oh, God, it will. It absolutely will. And I'm so excited for everyone to hear this and hear the whole podcast. Nice. Um, but did, did you have a question about Castus? Yeah. Obviously, big corporations, you work with them. Is there ever a time, do you think, when the average consumer will use your product? Like, can I just come to you and be like, oh, I want to do this or I have a YouTube channel. How does that, can that correlate and work together? Right. Yeah. Well, that's the big picture. So we're first focusing on the B2B, business to business. But I've always had a dream to create something for consumers, right? And I definitely plan at some point to stem our technology into something user, uh, consumer-based, like a YouTube, like a Vimeo, like that social mm-hmm. media platform. We're just waiting for, waiting for the right moment, the right idea, when everything kind of coincides at once. We don't want to risk too much with like going in a new direction of course. and wrecking what we have. But I definitely want to do something for the consumers in a bigger picture, right? We will. 
Okay, I'll be your influencer. I would like that. I will test it out for you. And I tell would you. like to work with you. Oh my God. That would be awesome. You heard it here when Castus is blowing up and it's this huge thing. You heard the, the deal happen right here. Boom, it's I, happening. It's, yeah. Hey, you know what? You meet your best people networking. <laughs> See? Right? Or in Safeway. Or Isles. in Safeway. You just got to run with it. <laughs> no, that is my favorite thing that I hope people take away from this podcast is to have conversations. Don't start talking to strangers and alleys and stuff like that, but <laughs> stop being weird and have right? conversations with people. Put yourself out there. Yes. You've got to. Okay. If you want to do it, you've got to, you got to risk it. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. We're en- Before we say anything else that is not relevant, this is what we're ending this podcast on because it's perfect. So pound it, check Nathan <laughs> out and everything that him and Jonathan and everyone at Castus has created. It's castus.tv. Nathan, thank you. Thank you. And give Chalk Boss a hug for me. I will. <laughs> of course. Thank you for listening to Side Hustlers. You can check out Nathan's company, Castus, at castus.tv. You can follow him on Instagram. It's Castus Corp. And if you haven't heard his wife, Katie's episode, check it out from June 2018. It's titled The Chalk Boss. You can reach out to me with questions, comments, suggestions at sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at the Carla Marie. Until next Monday, keep hustling. Just in case you need one more round. The Last Call Podcast with Carla Marie and Anthony. One last little taste to hold you over till tomorrow. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.